episode 233, Holiday Train Ketchup. This is the Ericast for the week of December 22, 2013. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. All right. Thank you for listening to the Ericast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742. The same listener feedback line since 2005. So do feel free to call in, um, as listener Chad did, which will comprise next week's episode, if I can get there, um, regarding vintage computing. So even though Chad called in November, we're going to kind of do that whole last month catch-up deal, listener feedback month thing, um, which would mean that Next week, which is the last week in December of 2013, we'll close out 2013 with that, um, which leads to the, the ketchup pun. Not ketchup as in catsup, the tomato-based condiment, excellent on burgers and fries, but catching up both topic-wise and quite literally to the Canadian Pacific holiday train. So, last year, December 2012, I don't know how I came across this Probably somehow related to Matt Goodell, Voice of the Aircast intro, thinking about holiday train stuff, which got me Googling about holiday train stuff. Um, but this year, I, I knew that the holiday train was out there and it was going to be really cool. So since October, November, I've been, been planning and checking the schedules, making the list, checking it twice, that sort of thing. And I knew that the Canadian Pacific holiday train was coming back to the Minneapolis-St. Paul metro area. So train aficionados will appreciate that um, every year, this is the 15th annual um, event, Canadian Pacific, which somehow, I mean, I, I go back to Burlington Northern and Sioux Line, S-O-O, Sioux Line. I have no idea if any of these still exist. I remember the red and white Sioux Line boxcars, Burlington Northern was was the, the green, like John Deere green. These are all Midwest references that we here in Flyover Country understand, but out, outside of this area, you may not get. But that's what I think of with trains. So I really don't know who Canadian Pacific is anymore and who bought who and who did what. But they run two trains, and uh, one up through Canada and one through the upper Midwest here. And they stop at uh, several towns a night as they go through and, and do these um, these performances. They're done as a fundraiser for local food banks, food shelves. And at a scheduled time, the train, you know, there it is on the horizon and you see it pull in. The boxcars are all decorated with blinking lights. They've got LED lights. So it's, you know, Christ, you know Christmas lights. Is the holiday train, so it's not specifically the Christmas train, but Santa's there, and there is sort of a a strong implication that Christmas is the holiday in question. So, um, train pulls into town, boxcar stops at a you know particular location, the side of the boxcar drops down on chains or winches, you know, it's hinged at the bottom, and that is a platform, and out steps these musicians who start singing and that is the event of the the holiday train i cannot recommend highly enough that if you have a chance to see this i i think you want to see and i thought it was really cool at the end of this episode i will include the review that the girls gave of the holiday train so anyway this year we were trying to figure out schedule and the schedule was really strange because it is following a general um 
like southeast to northwest progression, sort of up the the Mississippi River Valley for Minnesota, and then kind of veering into the state through the Twin Cities Metro. I'm gesturing right now, but that doesn't really help with the podcast. So I kind of come up the uh, the river, and they they had that set for a on Thursday. Um a stop in Hastings, which is the, the next river town down. It's about a half hour from here because we're on the, the south side of the Twin Cities Metro. Um, and then um, Minneapolis, like right in the heart of Minneapolis. It's called Northeast Minneapolis. It's just on the northeast side of downtown. Um, it's right there, right across the river. It's um, probably a th- three to five minute drive from downtown Minneapolis. And then... On Saturday, they were coming back down, traveling the same train track that they had, but you know, opposite direction, back down for a stop in Cottage Grove. And then Sunday, heading out west, so kind of like northwest out of the, um, out of Minneapolis to, um, some of the small towns, you know, Buffalo and, and things that are out toward western Minnesota. Well, that looked really weird on the schedule. Huh. I, Okay, I wonder why. Well, turns out that this year, in celebration of the 15th annual holiday train extravaganza, and the fact that Cottage Grove, Minnesota, despite its small sort of quaint name, it's just a suburb of St. Paul, um, Cottage Grove just sounds like you expect elves to spring out or something. Um, but apparently it's like the, the number one revenue generating, like best turnout, best food shelf donations of, of the, the U.S. run um, for the Canadian Pacific holiday train. So they said in honor of that, we're going to do something special. We are going to set up a special concert and we are going to bring in Cheryl Crow. Now, you youngins in the audience might not care, but for my generation, that's a big deal. I mean, our college days were kind of spent on, like, Sheryl Crow. Wow. Now, here's the thing. Cool though the holiday train is, for myself, I go because, you know, the lights are cool and trains are neat and that's that stuff. The kids go because they want to hear some music. And I realized, okay, um... Joining 20,000 other people who are cramming in to see Sheryl Crow, who's not even really going to be performing from the train. They have a separate stage set up and, and stuff. And a, a free Sheryl Crow concert sort of cool, but if you want the train experience, that is not it. So instead, I have a very generous employer in general, and I have a very good manager and a very good director. Um, Every so often when people see me answering emails on weekends and things, they say, oh, man, you know, your boss makes you do that or whatever. I'm like, no, I do that because it's it's the right thing. It's good for the clients to help them, et cetera. And for every time I'm, you know, taking a break from dinner with friends someplace to answer an email or solve some problem, there's a time like this where I can take off really early on a random Thursday afternoon and no one bats an eye. They say, no, that's cool. Go. Well, that's not how it goes. Ruth pulled the girls out of school early, about like an hour early or so. Um, we got everything set up, bundled up in, in three layers of clothing, with the long underwear and the, the lined pants and snow pants and things. 
and drove out half an hour east, straight out from Egan, to beautiful downtown Hastings, lovely little river town, um, very cute. Um, I kind of did the uh, the Clark Griswold thing of like parking way at the far end of downtown and then walking through downtown to get to where the train was going to stop. I had I had a plan for that. I had a reason. Um, fortunately, it was not closed. It's a movie reference that some people get. Um, and we ended up waiting like 20 minutes because we got there really early because we made really good time. But just like just like everyone dreams, just like it's supposed to happen. You see the the train come around the bend. It drives by. There are all the lights, etc. It stops right in front of us. Front row seats are right there. The side drops down, and then there are the Claytones. Lead singer Kelly Prescott belting out Christmas tunes, and it's it's the it's the holiday train experience. And Santa came and handed out candy canes and stuff. Now you might be thinking, wait, 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 Eric, I, I've heard of Cheryl Crow. The Claytones? Why, yes, indeed. And according to their bio, born in the heart of the Ottawa Valley, the Claytones masterfully spin their melodic, vocal-driven, vocal-driven, I'm not making this up, Canadiana, it's not Canadian, it's Canadian, C-A-N-A-D-I-A-N, with an A. I don't know what Canadiana is, but Canadiana brand of Roots Music, or is it Roots Music? Roots Music? With old school sensibilities. Okay, punchline, I have no idea what this bio actually means or what, I don't, this will not help you any, but we have to read the bio so you understand. Yeah. So, born in the heart of the Ottawa Valley, the Claytones masterfully spin their melodic, vocal-driven Canadiana brand of roots music with old-school sensibilities, a true collaborative project. Kelly Prescott, Anders DeRupp, and Adam Puddington write and arrange their songs together, effectively making the Claytones sound the sum of its parts. Combining their ranging influences, they have created a unique blend of original and interpreted songs performed with tight three-part harmonies and a warm stage presence. If anyone can translate that into English for me, give a call to the listener feedback line, 206-339-3742, so that I can explain what they sound like when they're doing... I mean, they're not out there singing the first Noel, but they're not really a rock band. But they're not really folk. They're just, it's, you know, for me, it's kind of the, okay, so you got some 20-something, 30-something, you know, female lead singer and two guys with guitars band. You know, that's, it is what it is. But there's got to be a word for that. And I'm not sure if a Canadiana brand of roots music really captures what they are. But anyway... Uh, that is, um, they, they sang a few songs. The mayor got up, uh, said, Hey, welcome. This is great. Uh, the, the giant check was given for the food shelf donation. Uh, they said, thank you. You know, Merry Christmas. And off they went. Super duper cool. I thought, I thought it was really cool. And I knew parking on the far side of downtown, like, oh, let me think about this. Okay. Because they're going to, they're going to kind of head up and they're going to follow the river and they're going to arc up to the Northwest. Now, 
when we came over, we took a straight shot east through back roads because Egan is a southern uh, metro suburb, and Hastings is like like that whole latitude longitude thing, whichever is the horizontal one. I don't I don't remember these things. Um, we're like straight on with that. So if you just head straight east, you hit Egan, but it's all back roads. Um, if you curve up and around, you can get from Egan to Hastings um, in about the same time, give or take a couple minutes, uh, but it's much faster travel because it's all freeways and highways. So I realized, hmm, Ruth did explicitly tell me, no train chasing. That's a direct quote. However, if I choose to take an alternate route home, that should be about the same amount of time it's not really train chasing, is it? Hmm. Mm. So what I did, as we watched it kind of head off there to the, the northwest, we went and kind of took a jog and a zig and a jog and a zag and sort of arced around. So it's following the river. The highway goes up on the bluff and goes across. And I'm, I'm driving through um, up into Cottage Grove, actually, where it's going to be in, on Saturday, telling the girls, this, this is where the train's going to be, and here's where we went last time. And I mean, we're driving 65 miles an hour, so this is not the time for gawking. But you also have to be aware of your surroundings. So I glance over to the left, and I say, hey, girls, take, take a look out the window over there. And there is the train. Because the train has to slow down as it comes through Cottage Grove, but the freeway is still, you know, coming through at 65 miles an hour. So we were able to get out and ahead of the train. And for a minute or two, driving right alongside of it, um, which they thought was pretty cool. Um, and then thanks to the GPS and having pre-scouted out some locations with a map before, just happened to bumble into that. Didn't really have this planned out, of course. Mm-hmm. Another turn and come down around here and then turn here by the refinery and come back through here in this frontage road and come over here and found a nice restaurant parking lot. Parked there, got out of the car, and about a minute and a half later, there was the holiday train steaming by. I would say full speed, but I mean, it's, you know, at speed in that stretch. I think they run at like 40 or something. So in addition to being to, to, to being you know seeing it like close up in Hastings right there you know pressed up against the you know police barricade line thing front row seats for uh, the Claytones concert um, we were able to to watch it it really is quite picturesque because it's you know it's a it's a diesel train it has a strange loud hum to it um, Chad would would know how to describe a, a diesel train I mean they they are what they are um, distinctive but. I'm not really rumbling or thundering or chugging. They, it, it's just, there it is. But they're big and they're moving and it's kind of cool. And it all decked out in lights. The animated reindeer, the little jumping pattern and stuff, which is all right there. Just passed right by in front of us. Really super cool. So of course I had the iPhone to record that because even though there are a billion videos like this out on YouTube, why not have my own on my own hard drive to remember that particular experience? And since the girls did get out of the car, you know, it was cold. It just come on up on the snowbank and we'll stand and we'll watch you go by. I decided to do an impromptu interview um, and ask the average man on the street what they thought. So um, here's the review of the holiday train experience. Um, first from Chloe, and then from Candela, standing out um, in Cottage Grove, Minnesota, having just watched the um, holiday train pass by. So what do you guys think? Oh, wait. 
So there you have it. Uh, Candela is is nothing if not honest, and that at least gives you that that blend of if your kids either love the cold or are are more charitable toward being cold and standing around, or if you can time things better than I did and you don't have that like 20 minutes of pre-waiting, which probably felt like an eternity because there was really nothing going on, or you're just willing to take like an F grade on the fact that it's cold, because that really is sort of, I mean, this is, this is not the 4th of July holiday train, which the whole Canadian Pacific thing I really doubt Canada cares all that much about our own Independence Day, so that that would make even less sense. Um, yeah, I just got to cope with the cold, but it was it was really fun. Um, nice to nice to have the tradition; it worked out great. Um, I'm not going to give away the secret that part of the fun of having kids is you get to do things that you think are kind of fun, and the kids come with. You know. If they really don't want to do it next year, that's fine. We've kind of, we've kind of, we've, we've done it. We've, we've, we've looked at trains from both sides now. Um, yeah, but boy, it, uh, it was, it was cool. So that, um, that was our big December extravaganza and lots of other things happened in December. Big weekend that weekend anyway. I really ought to do a podcast on that, but I, as you can tell, I'm struggling to get these things out more than once a month. I just think that's awful. I feel very bad about that. Uh, but do keep calling and encouraging me. It is your calls that keep me going. It's basically your, it's your presence, your, your listening that keeps me going. But the fact that I know that you're out there, very helpful. Uh, hard to do this in a vacuum. So 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line. Let me know what you think. And until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.